1: Hi,
2: I'm Muriel Dunley, and this is the K-12 Athlete. Oh go, go,
0: go, go, done!
2: Today we're going to be talking about the stress and the pressure that youth athletes experience. And we're talking um, children as young as four, five, six years old, all the way up to college and beyond. Um, Now, it's crazy because I often think about, you know, my own children. And, you know, the other day I was we were sitting in the car coming back home from a from a a soccer match. And you think about all the good things that have just happened, etc. But then all of a sudden driving back I was thinking of the other team, the kids who had just lost the game. And I was thinking, wow, I wonder how those kids are feeling right now. And then basically imagining my own daughter in in that experience. Um, And and it's crazy because we sometimes tend to forget that these children, um, you know, they are under so much pressure and we may not realise it, but the majority of the pressure that they go through is is not from themselves it's from us as parents and maybe even coaches and trainers, and you know how much pressure we from the outside put onto them um and I think one of the biggest things that i've heard about and maybe even experienced with our own children is that they have this this fear of failure they they almost have like a a guilt attached to it, and it's crazy because we may not see it now, but in the future, I mean, it plays a big role on them, not just emotionally, but also, you know, physically. I mean, we we think about it. I mean, I'm trying to remember when I was younger, when I competed in taekwondo, um, I would sit there before going into the ring. And I would remember being like nervous, like, I mean, never had a Fitbit back then. But I mean, I'm sure my heart rate was sky high. Um, And all I could think about was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do in there? How am I going to do in there right now? And I remember my parents never came to any of my competitions, which was really good for me. But try and imagine being a young kid who is going out there to play a game and you have your parents watching you and the stress that they go through, depending on how athletic or non-athletic they are. I mean, what do you think, Craig? Well,
0: I... I personally i think fear of losing is one of the hardest things to overcome right. especially in an individual sport um one of the reasons i couldn't hack it in wrestling was i feared losing uh, it was it was it could get crippling it was it was bad i mean i would go to the bathroom very often before a match and i'm sure a lot of guys have it but when i see i see like a wrestler or a lot of like individual sports guys when you see it that they you know they don't fear losing and they go out there and it's like you know i'm it's just an incredible display of composure, and I don't know if that's a ignorance is bliss or if it's just that they uh, they have a different level, uh, taking away that fear. And I talk about it all the time with some of the MMA fighters. I say, gosh, when you look at their resume resume and they uh, they a record, and they say, oh, like fourteen and one, but that one loss was their first fight. I was like, he got it out of the way. Right. And we saw the Ronda Rousey. I mean, she kind of like. Fell apart after her first loss because she was so afraid of losing. Right, she, her whole hype was that she was undefeated; nobody could beat her. And once you get to a certain point, it becomes like, wow, that 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 fear of losing can you know can be good and bad. It can mess you up, but it also can make you better. But I mean, when, when you know. I I say I used to have a friend that used to get in a lot of fights and we'd always make fun of him and be like, oh, you're 0-7, you're 0-8, and and like all the playground fights. By the time we were seniors in high school, he was the baddest guy in the school.
2: Right. It was, It was. was. I was reading this article about um, how they actually monitored the heart rate of um, little kids in, in Little League, actually. And apparently some of these kids, when they were going up to bat, their heart rate would go all the way up to like 170 beats Per minute, and we're talking about kids in Little League. Um, I mean, I mean, and you know, what is? I mean, because you said wrestling, because that's another thing. It's, I think, it's a lot of of um, sports where you know, non-team sports. Can I say? Because with our daughter, when she was awesome at gymnastics, and when we asked her if she wanted to do gymnastics, because they kept trying to tell us that you know we want her to compete because she's so good, etc., she flat out said no because just she couldn't even imagine the stress of just going right. out there. And doing Plus, it I think and being... she just
0: liked it for; it was fun for her, and then you're right. gonna, it, they were going to take that away from her, right? And it wouldn't have been fun anymore. Uh, but <laughs> bringing up baseball again, I mean, to me, baseball is a <laughs> self-esteem crushing sport. I mean, you're playing a game where you make an error, and the whole other team cheers, right? I mean, you strike out with a runner on base, and. All, all one side of the fans are cheering, and the rest of the everyone else is looking at it like, oh, you blew it. Like, I mean, and, and for a child to do that, it's yeah, it's a self-esteem crushing sport. And I've seen many kids drop out in little league because of that. And even like you said, the heart rate of of batting in games. I mean, I mean, I, I know for a fact I've seen players, I've seen their faces. Some of them that pretend like they're afraid of the ball, but it's much more than just the ball that they're afraid right. of. And I saw a guy in a, in, a, in a tough game. I've seen, I've had, I've had players I coached in little league that were. I wasn't, I'm not feeling well, coach. I don't feel well. I think I have to go home. Well, I'm like, well, because he was, the stress of batting in a big spot made him uncomfortable. Right. And I was like, you know, so it, like I said, I mean, this, he, you, what you want to train your kids or, or teach your kids is you, you want them to have that positive attitude and you want them to feel strong and confident. And to this day, I talk about it all the time with our son. I was like, right now, it's like about, you know, you want to get that confidence going because that, that, help with that stress
2: right and the thing is like if you think about it like when you, what you mentioned about feeling sick that's a big part of it and i think a lot of people don't realize that we, we we tend to ignore it um is the fact that all these emotions that these kids come up with when when a kid tells you that they're feeling sick you know you think about kids who like maybe vomit before during or after a game whatever it is that's all signs of stress, and really, I mean, I mean, they really shouldn't be going through that because it should be a fun sport, you know. And you think about it, nine times out of ten, these kids who are not who you know who who live somewhere like a thousand miles away, and you know, don't have all these. um pressure put upon them they just go out there and they just have fun but now we're talking about little kids who go out there and they're feeling sick physically sick because they have pressure put upon them and that's and that's not right because we're paying for them to have fun and yet it's been taken away you know you give them one hand and taken away with the other hand i mean
0: i i haven't seen it so much with the the young young kids i'm talking more when they get to that like teenage years uh, i think the stress really kicks in uh, with that type of stuff, I think with the like I said, other than some of the things I've seen in baseball um, and I guess I guess that same stress might be the reason why kids in soccer or lacrosse aren't as active because they think, OK, if I, you know, it's less stressful to to not do my best and then I can get out of it. I mean, are you alluding to maybe thinking that some of those that that's a situation with some of the kids who who leave the sports earlier because they they feel that the stress is too much for them?
2: Well you know what I think i 'll be honest with you, I mean from all the games that we go to um I mean, like between our kids theyve they, they've played so many different sports um i 've been to so many things where we 've actually seen children who will turn around and, and look at their parents for approval well, I see it every i've Yeah, and i 've seen and I remember still one of the earliest um times that when Oliver was playing in Little League and going there. And hearing parents, and this is little league mind. Hearing parents like absolutely go off on their kid um, on one of the bases or whatever. So while we, while I was there sitting there thinking about my son and like putting the sand and in his cap and putting that on his head, there were little kids whose parents four years
0: old, five years yeah, old, yeah, who
2: were, whose parents were just screaming at them. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? I mean, that's well, that
0: and I guess that travels because I was uh, I noticed it this weekend. Um, uh, in, a, in our son's uh, uh, futsal game, there was a player on the other team, and, and the coach must have been his father because I saw every time he did something wrong or didn't get that shot off or just like had a chance to score but he didn't, right. the first place he looked was at that coach. And, I, and as a player, nothing worse than looking over your shoulder at a coach when you make a mistake, especially a game like soccer. Where it moves pretty quickly. When you make a mistake and you have to look over your shoulder, then that's just never a good thing and and if you build that into your kids at a young age and like I said I still feel bad cuz I still I believe uh, I believe our son looks at me sometimes when he makes mistakes and I'm always like you know I try to give thumbs up cuz I'm trying to correct some of the things I've done right. and uh we were actually looking at some old videos this weekend and I was looking at one of, I guess must've been his his beginning in soccer and I said oh my god I hope to god we weren't like evil to him in the car ride home. We're like, why didn't you do it? Because I'm like, he was a puppy dog. And I was like, yeah. I hope we didn't. I mean, I'm sure it all started earlier, but we were always just pushing the the effort, the effort, the effort. Yeah. I mean, I never, we never pushed like, you need to be better at the skills. It was always like, you, but you have to give it your best effort. Well,
2: you I mean, like, I mean, we couldn't have talked to him about anything because really when watching those videos, everyone there was just going backwards and forwards. He went to the, the corner, the poles, the flagpoles, mm. and he was standing there playing with the flagpole. He was pushing the, mm the flagpole back and forwards you know, for like five yeah, minutes I mean, like that was said, that, that's all he wanted to do and the only
0: kids that do well at, the, at that little little age was like three four years old is yeah. the kids who have older siblings who have played before other than that they're all just running around and it's just you know it's a lot of fun but I just I had to say like you know you could hear some parents in the crowd you know yelling to their kids you can I blamed uh, grandma because I heard her one time being screaming his name to like block the ball or something like that and right. I was like oh now I know uh, she, <laughs> she must have put in that pressure on me when I, you know as well but uh, the um, uh, the stress—I mean, it can be healthy, but it it, it it can be tough. I mean, I I hope kids don't throw up from the uh, stress of it. I mean, I know my brother used to th- be a track runner, and he used to throw up from the exerting himself so much. You know, he'd run you know eight hundred meters as fast as he could, and he'd uh, he'd have to throw up after. I mean, I, we were just talking about it recently with a friend of mine at the Super Bowl uh, back uh, when the when athlete Donovan McNabb was throwing up on the field and everyone's like oh he's out of shape some people were trying to claim the other day recently saying that oh he was drunk hungover the night before I'm like I was like no he wasn't he just pushed himself to a limit where his body couldn't do couldn't go any further and I was like yeah you know you don't want to hear that about a professional athlete but it's like that put a stress on his body
2: yeah but then but the thing is that when you have parents and coaches etc who keep banging on at a kid like you know you've got to do better you know i told you last week about this and you haven't corrected it or whatever the situation is i mean these kids i mean they sometimes build up a, a you know a fear of, they have a fear of failure and and then they start to you know have negative self perception persp- is like oh my god doesn't
0: everyone have a fear of failure but, but
2: they, no but they do but you know what it, it is it, it, everyone maybe does that's a
0: lesson you learn in sports. It,
2: it it is but you know what i think i think that it is, but when you're young, you shouldn't have to. I think that when you're young, you should be able to go out and have fun. And I think sometimes, a lot of times also, um, you know, when these kids, they they know that, for instance, their parents are paying for private training. They know their parents are paying for them to go and do this, that, X, Y, and Z. And it's difficult because they have guilt now because it's like oh my god my parents are, uh, no you know. parents
0: would, you're insane if you're paying for that and your kid doesn't isn't interested you have to see the signs there i mean that's the reason why you know we hold back on certain things like with our own kids i mean like, i want i was saying oh they're off from school this week i'd love for them to do a basketball Oh, you know, they they have this other training on the weekends they can do but i spoke to them i saw them and they didn't seem interested so i'm like well a yeah, saves me some money but b it's like if you're not interested i can i'm not going to make you do that like I said, I know they like like it when they go there. They like to participate in things. They play tons of sports. Right, but if they're not gung ho to be like, I want to do this, then right. they're not. So if you're doing that to your kid and they don't want to do it, then that's a that's a whole nother level.
2: Yeah, and it was funny because I was thinking the other day. Um, like I've had times where. I have been annoyed when, you know, like when one of our kids are out there because I know what they can do, etc. And I think, you know, I have my own high expectations. And like you said, you know, you said before that I I have much higher expectations than a lot of people. But I remember like being there and watching the kids and everything was good, etc. And then maybe they did something that was like really, really stupid or whatever it was. And... I wouldn't say anything, but I feel like my face kind of gave it away. And I think that's another thing is that we sometimes forget as parents that you don't always have to say things. Sometimes it can be just a look that you give a kid. Like, you know, just sure. a look is like enough I do it to- all the
0: time. I think I did uh, – I made a – I once made a, a recently a throw up face at my son when he took a horrible shot in basketball when he knew not to take those chuck shots. Right. <laughs> and he knew right away and he regretted it right away. Like, why did I do that, you know, and then – I was like – I was trying to make him laugh. Right. But at the same time, I don't know how – if he took it as a joke or if he took it serious. Um, um, But the truth is, I mean, getting back to what you're saying with us parents, again, we talked about it before. The pride that people get through their kids, it's good – it goes both ways. You also can get embarrassed. So it's like you're putting stress on them because if your child does something wrong and you make a face or you scream something, now you're – not only embarrassing your kid – you're making them feel bad and you're adding a different level of stress.
2: Right. And and also coaches, I mean, you know, most of them are good, but you also have those occasions where, for instance, if the kids, you know, they have a stress because they're worried that if they don't play well enough during a game, whatever the game is, that they're potentially going to be benched or they're potentially not going to get as much playing time as their teammates. And that's that's pretty hefty to mm-hmm. bear. And kids, I mean, like, that's a lot of stress there.
0: Right. Um, well, th- what about this stress? Uh, the, uh, this weekend, uh, our daughter had a sleepover with her friends. And yes, I, I'm hey. like. Uh, and the next day, she had a you know so- somewhat early, not too early, but somewhat early soccer game. And uh, we, I don't like her to go sleepover. We I, I, we so I know she's not. I know she's not. I know she's not going to play her best. I mean, she's going to be tough. She's not going to get the right sleep she needs. But I mean, how could she? How could I? You know, stop her from being a kid. So I told her. How you perform will affect your future sleepovers. So yeah. I basically said, if you play really, really well, then you could continue to have sleepovers on game nights. Right. Did she say after the game, can I continue to have sleepovers? <laughs> and I said, yes, you can. <laughs> and then she told us the truth that she went to bed two hours later than she said she did.
2: Yeah, exactly. And
0: I said, well, then you would have been that much better. But yes. the thing is, is I can't take that her childhood away from her because of sports because a lot of parents do. And that's another level of stress you're adding on kids oh, I can't go to sleepovers I'm sad and depressed or maybe i I don't want to play in the game anymore because I'd rather go to the sleepover You've right. got to, you got you gotta make sure that they're kids first and that's 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 another level of stress
2: yeah and and i I think also um you know we're very we try to always um you know give our kids um a hug after each game whatever it is et cetera and tell them like even though like if, after the game this weekend, we still told our daughter, you had a great game. You personally had an awesome, awesome game. And I think even the times that, you know, but our kids Even don't... though our team lost. Exactly. Okay. But, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that there's also times, sure. for instance, that when if our, our kids, you know, um, don't play as well as we know they can... But it's important to kind of like be like, Hey, it's okay, you know, next time or whatever. Well, because I think I think that's half the problem is that there are so many times that we praise them when they do well, but when they don't play as well as we know they can, it's human nature for us to be like, oh, you know, you were good, well, it's, but it's, that but is always there. let's well, it's
0: careful because again, and I guess it's could to allude to stresses. I, I, I I'm aware of that and I and I try to be careful not to say you set your bar so high right. that you when you come under it. Like I don't want them to be like, well, if I don't set the bar high, then I don't have to – it's okay. Like you want to keep that bar high. So I, I catch myself sometimes and I try not to say like, oh, you didn't play as well as you have. I usually just allude to like, you know, things that can be improved, I suppose.
2: Yeah, because I think, I think that's the other thing is like sometimes with the, as a parent we worry because that we don't want to put stress upon our kids, et cetera. But there's that line where, you know, sometimes, especially with the, the, the smart kids, they're kind of like they won't give it 100% because of the – The the fear of failure. So it's like I'm going to give it like 90% Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then I always know then that I didn't give it 100%. I think my
0: uh, my brother completely did that. I think that's one. And he had less success in sports because he was a little stubborn. Um, I think my mother kept pushing him. And he said, you know what, because you're doing that, I'm not going to give my best effort because that's what you want me to do. And I won't do that. And, and if other kids gave him a hard time or said that, and I know some of the kids were doing it because they knew that he was, he was better than he was performing, and he would just – and I think it got this the situation when he, he did exact that. He's like, if I can go, like, under the radar, right. or under yeah. – not give my best, then I don't have – then I can't fail.
2: Exactly. And I think also I've, I've noticed that kids play their best – when they are playing a game that they enjoy when they're playing a game that they love they they you and know, with
0: kids they like and
2: with kids they like exactly but you just notice uh, you know the um, the way they play their game improves etc when they're playing with like-minded kids and uh, and that makes a, a big difference and i think that's another thing that parents need to sometimes look at is the fact that if your kids maybe you know not playing or not doing as much as you think they can don't put the stress upon them because it may not be them it may be their their environment sure. or their well, surrounding then, because we had that with them um, yeah with,
0: with our old, so- no with our son and our daughter oh yeah but, but I, I know with our son we, he was in a situation where he didn't um the guys on his team they might have even been his, they were his classmates and stuff but they you know some of the kids were goofing around some of them you know we're giving wrong advice and we're, were trying to be, the, you know, leaders and giving right. bad advice. Or, you know, just it got like some chaotic sometimes that he wasn't enjoying it. He wasn't enjoying practice. Kids weren't showing up. Kids were misbehaving. And it just got to the point where like he was no longer enjoying it. Right. And we moved him to a team where he didn't know a single kid. And I still don't know how friendly he is with these kids. But he's got a smile on his face. You think The kids make him laugh and they all have a good time. And they all go out there and play. Yeah. And he's got coaches that are, you know, hey – Do it properly, and we'll move on. And in these, so I think he's enjoying that more, and he's having a better experience. And uh, and 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 as far as uh, she's concerned, again, she also was in school with classmates, and she was getting frustrated with some some of the situations. And when we moved her team, I had to ask her. I wanted her her approval because I'm like, I know you're friends with a lot of these girls, and she said, No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think she's in a situation now where we're back, and that she's like, I like the girls I play with, and I I want to continue to play, you know, with the girls I play with. I think that's an important. Important aspect that's going to help alleviate some of that stress,
2: right? And I think also just one more thing is the fact that um, we uh, there was one stage where our daughter was practicing um, with a group of boys, and let me tell you, she can I mean she can handle herself. I mean, like she was one of the top kids there, but she, you know, she wasn't having fun. Because of the fact right. that she, there was no camaraderie, you know, well, she shut down. A little she bit. shut down, and and it's and it's you know, and I think that's another thing that we have to remember as parents that you know you have to look at things and be like, hold on, what's going on here, you know? And well, she says
0: she doesn't like doesn't oh, sometimes she doesn't like practicing with people she doesn't know. Yeah, or doesn't plan on knowing.
2: <laughs> oh, doesn't plan on knowing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but I think it's also I think as you know as parents stress. as parents and coaches et cetera, I think sometimes we expect a lot and we. Um, And we forget that, you know, the the, the seeds that we sow in these kids when they're young play a big role as they grow older and mature and, and they actually take it through into adulthood as well. And, you know, nothing gets easier. Everything gets harder and harder as they progress. So it's, you know, I think we need to remember that our role should be just to be there and to support them and encourage them, and to you know, when they need someone to talk to or, or a shoulder to lean on, that's what we should be there for. Um, but like everything else, it comes down to money. When you're investing a lot of money in things, we we all expect to see results and them.
0: And and time.
2: And time and a lot of time. Um, okay, so I think um, I think that's it for our show for today. So I hope everyone enjoyed it, and um, please join us again
1: whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at ashley the new temper adapt collection at ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body conforming technology making every sleep tailored to be your best the collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts